I struggled a couple of days on which way to go with this thing, and then God showed me parallels. So I'll take those. That way it doesn't cause me as much stress and anxiety. And uh, you ready? You've got your Bibles. Let's go to the Word. Let's go to John chapter 11. This is, uh, is one of my favorite. I love this, this account. And uh, I could probably take chapter 11 and preach on it for probably six months straight and I would still find something else to preach about out of the passage the following week. You ready? Tommy's ready, so y'all should be ready. How many of you actually got a Bible or a device that you're looking at the Word on? So for the most part, you're still bringing something. You're not looking at Facebook, are you? Okay. I might check that one day. I might just spot check that. Well, it can count as one now. You're all right. You're all right. See, you got to be careful. If you, if, well, I'm going to leave it alone for now. We'll just leave it alone. I'm going to start at verse 38, and we're going to go through verse 44. And I'm going to try my hardest just to read straight through this, and then I'm going to preach. Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time, there's a stench. For he had been dead four days. Aren't you glad that we serve a God? I told you I was going to read through it. That wasn't afraid of your stench. Aren't you glad that you serve a God that didn't care about your funk? Think about it. Think about it. You were stinking when he found you. You didn't find him, by the way. The Bible says, I chose you. You didn't choose me. And you stunk. Some of you looking at me going, man, I... All right, just hang on. I just wanted everybody to get here on the same playing field. I don't want nobody thinking it's better than the next one beside them. 
because you stank. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. stop we can look at this and probably pull something right here how often are you praying for something for your benefit Now when he had said these things, I'm going to leave you alone with that, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Still a little backdrop because I want you to know where we're at. I, just for the sake of not reading the whole chapter, I chose not to read the whole chapter. But I want to go and I want to pick a few things out to give you an understanding of where we are with this scene and what's going on. Now, we've got Mary and Martha and Lazarus. These, these are the three that when Jesus would minister two miles away that he would come by and hang out. He loved them. Lazarus becomes sick like we all do. Mary and Martha sent for Jesus. But they didn't just say, Jesus, come to the house. We have a problem. He didn't, they didn't just say, Jesus, Lazarus is sick. Matter of fact, they put some heavy emphasis on it. And I'm sure that all of us have done this a time or five in our life. They sent word, and this is what they said, Lord, Behold, he whom you love is sick. Have you ever had, had something precious in your life? That man, when you went to God and prayed about it, you reminded God how much it meant. I must be the only one. 
told that woman that remember that I ain't got time to preach that one but we all have taken something in our life that was so near and dear that we put a heavier emphasis on it to get hopefully to get God's attention See, this wasn't like you'll lay me down to sleep prayer that you know. I'm talking about the prayer where it's it's ugly. It's when your makeup goes away and your sinuses get cleared out. You with me? I don't have to get graphic, right? But we put such an emphasis on it, man. We want we want God's attention. And that's what I believe that was taking place here. That Mary and Martha wanted Jesus' attention. The one that you love. Aren't you glad that the Lord that we serve isn't moved? Let me, let me rephrase that. He doesn't get moved off of God's desire for his life to come to yours. He was about his father's business from day one, and he let everybody know that. Hmm. Something took place. Jesus said, okay. Hey, Peter. Go grab us a burger across the street. We're going to hang out a couple days. Make sure you got a, something we can sleep in. This is the one that he loved. Th- this is the one that would grab his attention. And Jesus said, I'm going to hang out for a couple days. What? If only you could hear God in your prayer sometime. As bad as Jesus would want to come and help you out, he goes, can't go because my father gets glorified if I. So he decided that he was going to hang out Can you imagine Mary and Martha? They sent word to Jesus. They're only a couple miles away. So as fast as you could run a couple miles, that's how long it took to get there and get back. Some of us probably took a couple days to get there and get back. But I, I can just see Mary and Martha. Hanging out with, just like you. You pray and you pray and you pray and you come out of prayer and the first thing you want to do, you want to run to your phone, check your bank account that God magically put something in there. Man, I can see them, they're peering off. They just know that they know. Man, they've been around Jesus. They've watched Jesus do some stuff. few hours passed by maybe Jesus put on some weight take him a little longer run out of breath maybe he's hanging out with Rocky 
night goes by. Well, maybe it just got too late for him to travel. Surely he'll be here first thing in the morning. So we take that and go to bed with it. That, that's our peace. If it didn't happen today, it'll happen tomorrow. So we take our peace to bed. Wakes up in the morning, no Jesus. This, the Bible says, this is the same Mary that washed his feet. This is the same man that Jesus loves and no Jesus. See, now I know why God said, Rocky, that split personalities. Check this out. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Mary washes his feet and sends for him to heal her brother. Jesus didn't show up. Mary got mad. Just hang on. She's a little upset. Just like most of you women when you don't get your way. That was a women poke. It's okay. And here's Martha. Now Martha's angry. Just hang on a minute. You imagine how Lazarus must have felt. But surely he was waiting on Jesus before he died. The Bible says that when Jesus came and Martha heard that he was coming, she went and met him. See, I love Martha. Martha, man, she reminds me a lot of me. I see Jesus working. I go up and go, you know, if you'd have been here a couple weeks before, all of this wouldn't have had to take place. I like Martha. Mary stayed at the house. She was mad. Come on, hang on with me. She pouting like most of y'all. Huh? When, when things don't go, man, we have an attitude. Now listen, listen. She loved Jesus. She adored Jesus. She worshiped Jesus. What do you do when you're doing all the right things? When you wash the Lord's feet and you call for him, and he doesn't show up on time. I see Mary just like us. Come on. Come on. I'm getting in your living room. Because you prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing happened. It didn't show up the way you wanted it to. It didn't sound like you wanted to hear it. Nothing happened the way you planned it. And you got mad, and you went and pouted, and it began to separate you 
from the relationship with God. Because you didn't pray next day. Oh, maybe you did. But you wanted to remind God on how slow he was and how everything then turned upside down in your life. It didn't become a worship and loving session. You were reprimanding. Come on. Come on. I'm talking about Mary, man. Huh? And stating how she said, you can go, I'm staying. I ain't going. Martha was out there, boy. But she was still mad. Poor Lazarus. <laughs> Is it possible he died with anger in his heart? Maybe. Maybe not. But either case, he's got to wait on Jesus to come to him. When Martha went to him and she told him how she felt, she leaves and goes and gets Mary. The Bible said, if you keep reading through the account, the Bible says that they went back and Jesus was where Martha left him. Ooh. If you ain't careful, you can leave Jesus right where you were. I'm just going off of this account. You can hold Jesus at a distance. You know, when you're mad and upset and you don't want to talk, you're holding at a distance. Mary comes back. Mary talks. Man, they're, they're giving Jesus the you know. And it comes to Jesus going... Take me where you lady. Just take me where you lady. Before any of that happened, he actually said something to Martha, and Martha said, Well, he, you know, it's it's over. And she was going on to talk about. Lazarus and Lazarus and Lazarus and Jesus said he'll raise he'll rise again this is part of that split personality because sometimes you begin to Christianize your answers to everything I'm going somewhere with it I just need to give you some ammunition She said, I know he's going to raise. I know God can heal. But he hasn't. See, we won't, we won't really talk about real. We talk about 
what everybody expects us to talk about when we're hurting and in pain. We're to come in with that facade. I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you're not. You're sitting here, you're fighting, you're struggling. And the only thing you want to do is camouflage what you're actually having inside. You, I'm, hang on. So we Christianize our responses. And he had to say, I am the resurrection. And then she said, I want to read that because I don't want to mess that one up because I like how she responded after that. Just bear with me. It'll be all right, baby. I'm coming. 25? Yeah. I am the resurrection. And, and she, this is what she, now remember, she's, she's been talking to Jesus about Lazarus and what he could have done and what could have happened. And he tells her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me through he may die, he shall live. Though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's, that's what he asked her. He told her I'm the, the resurrection and the life, and if you believe it, you'll never die. Do you, do you believe this? Is what he said. That was his question. She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you can raise Lazarus from the dead. She didn't say that. She, yes, Lord, I think you can roll the stone back and make everybody happy. I think, she said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Uh-oh. Something happened. It changed. A revelation took place. See, there are some things in your life that you hold so near and dear to yourself that it will cause, it will cause you to lose your need or your desire of who God is because of the existence of of what you have so near and dear. Lazarus had to die. So that those would see Jesus as the Son of God. she recognized in that moment. It's like hindsight, right? It's 2020. What, all this stuff that Jesus didn't do for us in 2019, we remind him of all this. And then, uh-oh, 2020 here, the very first day 
somebody experienced something and they went, wow. God's trying to get you to focus on him and not what he brings. You got to be careful because we will minimize God as our father in heaven if we aren't careful. She said, I believe that you're the son of God. You're the son of God. Whether you you raise Lazarus from the dead or not, I believe you're the son of God. Needs to be our attitude. Whether you give me that job or not, whether I get that raise or not, whether you heal me or not, I believe that you are the Son of God. Sometimes it takes God holding off. See, some of the the times, some of what you're holding on to is the very thing that God wants to die in your life so that he can come and make himself known in a brighter light in your life. But you're blinded by your circumstance, and that means more at the moment So what if God didn't answer you in 219? Might be for a reason. What if you didn't get what you wanted? Might be for a reason. Where'd you lay him? We laid him over here. He stinks, Jesus. He stinks. But don't worry about it. We, we rolled a stone in the front of it to keep it smelled down. Did you go through 2019 with a stone rolled in front of a tomb? That you didn't roll back? so that God could do his thing. And I I believe we all take this. We all have carried something through life. It, It may not have been 2019. It might be 2016. It might be 2012. It might have been when you was four. But you've taken that thing and you've wrapped it up in some grave clothes and you've thrown it in a tomb and you've put a stone At the doorway. What does that mean? Nobody in. Nobody out. Oh, but you're fine. You're okay. Out of sight, out of mind. Right? You're good. Let me bring it back to your attention. Let's see. Come on. If you want to recognize God in a different light this year, You've got to roll some stones back 
from earlier years. Quit expecting, quit expecting God to make everything in your life brand new and you not willing to do anything. See, he didn't go. Are y'all paying attention to this? He didn't go to the grave and roll the stone back. He says, show me where you got it. See, he, want, uh-oh. He, he wants you to go back to that time. Revisit it where you put it. Take me to it. Show it to me. Bring it to my attention. And then he stood back. Then he said, roll it back. Oh, come on. You're waiting for God to do it. Look. Let, <laughs> he said, roll it back. And he stood outside the tomb. He didn't lay hands on him. Different sermon. But he didn't lay hands on him. He didn't go into the tomb. He didn't send nobody after him. He stood outside. See, you're still waiting on God to come to you. God spoke a word to you years ago. Lazarus! Come forth! And he stood outside the tomb. Didn't go nowhere. Some of us are still wrapped up in some grave clothes of our past. Oh! (laughs) So wait a minute. Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. The Bible said that he came out, legs bound, hand, arms bound, and a mask and a, and a napkin over his face. That's how he came out of the tomb. What had to happen for him to get to that place? You're wanting your life, man, just to be laid out on a platter. And God's saying, you don't grow like that. Can you, man, I can imagine what went on inside of that tomb when Jesus spoke. Lazarus' eyes went, bing, and can't move. Jesus will deliver you. That's enough to open your eyes. Jesus will save you. It's enough to open your eyes. Jesus loves you. It's enough to open your eyes. And Lazarus laying there. I, man, I can picture it. I can see it. He's not going, man, what? Can you, hey, you going to come in here and help a brother? And he's laying. Can't move. See, can you imagine the struggle? He had to get up on his own. See, y'all miss so much. He had to get up on his own. What did that mean? These are the questions I asked myself. It meant that he had to go through a struggle to get on his feet. Now, I'm not saying that God won't just walk in on an addiction and go, you got the move. 
I'm not saying that. I'm saying sometimes in your life, because this is where we have a tendency to walk away from the faith, because God spoke a word. You had a word spoken to your life, but you're sitting on the couch hoping that thing to come to pass. Lazarus in there, man, he's struggling, trying to get to his feet. He's rolling to the side and falling off the table and laying in the floor. Your sisters won't even come help you. They loved him, but they were standing up. Come on. Man, I ain't going to ask my sister in front of everybody, but I'm sure... I'm sure that she would have been the first one to run inside the tomb and help brother up. I'm sure she would have. But he's in a struggle. He's in a struggle for his life. How many of you are sitting in here tonight in a struggle for your life? And you don't think that God hears you. He called, he's the one that opened your eyes. And you're in the struggle. Man, he's got to position himself. Uh, there's a, uh-oh. He had to position himself and able to stand to his feet. You can't, if, oh, I wish somebody was here wrapped up in all their junk. I just, I, I, man, I, I just wish somebody was here wrapped up in all their junk. You heard the word of the Lord. See, that's that other part of the split personality. See, Lazarus, <laughs> Lazarus put in action by the word. He said, I heard you. I know it's not, I heard you. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to break this addiction with your help. I heard you when you called me. I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming. Rolling around on the floor. Can't see and it's dark. Even when you don't see him. Just the sound. When you're by yourself. And the, there's nobody around. And all you'd. The Bible said. Lazarus come forth. And that was it. He didn't tell him twice. He didn't tell him thrice. Told him one time. You're in a struggle. Don't look, 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 look. Don't wait for God to tell you again. You know, I learned a long time ago, man, when I was sitting by myself, I'll never forget it, in Charlottesville, in my office, the lights out, I'm having my prayer time, my pity party, but my prayer time, and I'm going, God, I don't hear you.
what do you want me to do? What was my last instruction? Some of you are waiting for God to say something else. You ain't walked out what he said the last time yet. He's not going to tell you to take a left or a right until it's time to take a left or a right. Quit waiting to shortcut it. God, they put in a new road right there, but that makes it too easy. I'm trying to do something in you. Oh, see, you can't pick destination. Which way is the fastest? Somebody might get this. It might get this. It wore me out, laying on the floor, rolling around, trying to stand up on my feet, nobody to help. Wrapped up tight, in bondage. Oh, I was set free. I had to position myself. What happened when he he positioned himself to stand up in the face of adversity? The longer you lay down, it's going to be the longer you're going to get beat down. Man, why are people always kicking a man when he's down? Then get up. Easy solution. Stop being victim. Be victorious. He said, Lazarus, come forth. He's already told you. I don't care what he says she said, what he thought she wants. I don't care. Make a way. Go through the struggle. It's only going to make you stronger. Could you imagine if Lazarus would have never come out? <laughs> Let me take you back a minute. Check this out. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by me, standing right here, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Could that possibly have been the prayer? Just, just walk with me. Could that have been the prayer for Lazarus? Uh-oh. Could that have been a, a prayer in code? God, give him the strength. Let him know I'm out here. Let him know that I love him. All he's got to do is come out. I'm going to take care of him, but he's got to make a move. Just saying. Because if he would have never come out, they wouldn't have believed. What if he would have allowed his grave clothes to keep him? From being delivered. I fear that many of us 
have wrapped ourselves up in these very grave clothes. Oh, the Word said that you're delivered. The Word said you're victorious. The Word said that you're set free. But because of the struggle that you face whenever you try to break free from that which binds you, you just roll the stone. And you recognize God in 2020 the same way you recognize God in 2019. Oh, and he was the same God in 2018. Oh, for some of us, he was the same one in 2017. Well, pastor, the Bible does say that God never changed. He's the same yesterday, today. For, that, is about, that is about the power the efficiency of his blood that is about his character it ain't about what he does because one day brother he talked to you through a bush huh right the next day he talked to you through a quiet still voice don't tell me that God won't come and every one of us are made unique God's not going to deal with you the same way he deals with me maybe in some cases because of hard heads but for the most case God's going to deal with you differently. So you can't bring that to me and tell me that God won't do something different. Because he will. And he will every... Man, if he's got to change it on you tomorrow differently to get you to understand and see it, he's going to. God loves you that much. Even though if he was standing here preaching, he would look at you like Paul and say, by now all of you should be teachers. Didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. I wanted to stay right here. I want to be right here. But could you imagine? Lazarus come forth and everybody's just going. Hey, you go go get him? Mm-mm. You get him? Mm-mm. Stinks. Well, y'all know he's wrapped up. I wonder, I wonder if God unwrapped him in there. And then they heard something. Got their attention. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and some of the Jews, Mary and Mark, were all gathered. Kerthunk, kerthunk, kerthunk. And here he comes. In his grave clothes. Jumping out of the tomb. Man, I, I'm sorry. Lazarus, me. I'd have jumped out and you look, hey, Lazarus, shut up. You didn't even come in there to help me. You stand right and leave me alone. <laughs> you ain't done nothing for me. Been in there struggling for 30 minutes. And Jesus turned and told the crowd, You lose him. 
setting free. We are still waiting on Jesus to send somebody to pull us out of the cave. And Jesus is saying, come here. You come out. Show me you want it. See, I always tell people Jesus from up north, Wisconsin. It's the show me state. Where'd God come from? Wisconsin. Ain't that the show me state, Wisconsin? Well, Michigan, Missouri. Okay, same thing. Doesn't matter. I didn't pass geography, didn't like it. Does that even have anything to do with it? Geography don't even have nothing to do with it. Really? Oh, come on. We're waiting on him to send somebody in. And he's waiting on you. (laughs) He's waiting on you to put your faith to your feet. (laughs) Don't come up with me with that lame stuff. Oh, I have faith. Do you? Let me hang out with you for a while. You can watch somebody's walk and tell whether or not they're in faith. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about watching people be ignorant. I'm talking about people being in faith. Okay? I mean, I think, I think I've taught this once before. Faith comes by and hearing by. If you didn't hear it from God, it's a wish. See, y'all don't like hearing that. I got faith that God's going to give me a job. Is that what he told you? Did you hear it from him? If it ain't coming from the word, brother, it's not faith. It's a wish. Challenge, I don't care. I'm just telling you what's right there. That's what that says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Whether that's God audibly in your heart, in your spirit, or whether that's coming directly from his word, or whether it's a prophetic function that somebody has and speaks over your life. If it's by faith, if it's faith, it's by the word. That's why people tell you, somebody prophesies over your life, quit sitting at the house waiting. See, if you, it's the same scenario. If you don't position yourself, how many of you still laying in your tomb? You've heard the word. And you're still laying in the tomb. You're still wrapped in your clothes, waiting on somebody to come and pull you out. This whole faith thing with God is a mindset. You've got to change this. John the Baptist was the first to tell you, repent. And he was telling everybody to repent because everything that they had gone through was all superficial religiosity. Don't ask me to say that again. And John was like, no, brother, you can't, you're not going to be able to enter into the kingdom like that. 
that what you're doing? Let me help some of you religious. What you're doing is just bringing you to the outer courts. <laughs> oh, you're bringing your sacrifice and that's it. You're at the outer courts. You didn't even make it to the inner. And he's made a way for you to get into the holy of holies. But because you're hung up in what you do and how you do and how many times you do and where you do, you're out here in the outer course. You get to bring your dove or your heifer and say, here, I'll stand back and I'll watch. It's ineffective. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. You got to change some stuff. Israelite, you got to change. Because they would not change their thoughts. He said, okay, fine. I'm going to keep the ones that do. Get rid of the ones that don't. We're going to go in with a new mindset, a new people. The Israelites never changed. They were still God's chosen. Right? It was just a different generation. <laughs> it was ones that was willing to change their mind. <laughs> Lazarus could have stayed in there forever. I don't think Jesus would have repeated himself. How many of you are still hanging out? Grave clothes. I don't care if it's 2019, 18, 17. You can count it back as far as you want to go. But I know that some of you battle with grave clothes. You're using your grave clothes to hide what actually lies beneath. That's what grave clothes were designed for in those times. It would hide the smell, mask the smell. How much are you trying to mask? What are you trying to hide? God said, if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. The truth is this. Give up and give in. If you didn't fix it then, covering it up ain't going to fix it now. Well, I'm over it. How many of you have ever said, I'm over them, I get it, I'm over them, they are who they are, and then when they show up, man, you turn into the demon. And then you scratch your head going, why am I acting like that? Because you're not over it. You're laying in your grave clothes. I'm not mad that they got a promotion. And then when they come and tell you, hey, can you take out the trash? You go, I'm not. You turn into the demon again. None of you ever said this before. Why does he get a promotion? I'm much better than he is. Ain't nobody in here ever said that. <laughs> Brother, God got you on a path that he can't get most people on. Take that for good. 
So here's my question, because I'm done. Are you going to let 2019 keep you wrapped up? Because see, hey, whew, my wife told me one thing one time, and it stuck. Once I sow the seed, you're accountable. God may not call you Lazarus, but you have a Lazarus. Every one of you. Everybody in here ain't as free as they say they are. Feel how you want to feel about that statement. Like be a fly on the wall sometime when you're tossing and turning in your bed because you can't sleep, you're restless because you're fighting that you've been hiding for years. And I have to stand and apologize on behalf of pastors and churches and leaders that have stood before you in past because they have taught, they have conditioned you to be that way. Church has become, dude, you can't show nobody nothing because if you do, they're going to use it against you. Guys, that's not church. If you can't talk to me about a problem, then I have the problem. But that's why we'll lay in grave clothes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. See, the one sitting beside you is in grave clothes because the one on the other side won't set them free. I got to hold you to, I got to remind you every time I see you what you used to do. Man, you know what your name was on the street. Who do you think you are now? Come on. That ain't how she was acting yesterday. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty gonna be a stretch. I don't want you sitting here next year. I want you at a different place. Instead of running the jib. Shutting it up. Instead of pointing fingers. Put your hands in your pockets. Dane is excited about this word as I am. I'm all on this word. Because I heard Jesus say, come forth. And I ain't waiting on you. Be a lot of disappointment this year. Because see, some of you, this is what's going to happen. And I'm closing. This is what's going to happen. You're going to see people pulling away from you. You're going to see them turn. They're going to be going over here. And you're going to be standing there going, man, is he not going to take me with him? 
You're going to try to get in the circles of the woes or me, and people are going to start. Because they grabbed the word. See, revelation without application is just information. That's all it is. You got to apply this stuff.